As I made mention, we'll be starting off here in the beginning of chapter 11. Going to talk about a tower here in a moment. Just to remind you, we've come up, and, and uh, for those that might not have been in the class the whole time, we've come up through uh, to, to Noah, where God had, had told Noah to build the ark because he was uh, purging the evil from the world, pretty much. Because Noah was righteous in, in his generation, and so he, God had decided to, to save him along with uh, the animals and beasts of the, of the earth to, to, um, to be saved through the ark uh, as he brought the flood upon the, the, the earth. And, uh, and the ark had rested in, in, in the mountains of Ararat. And then uh, we have some other events coming down. I'm not going to get involved with all of that. But we have uh, in chapter 10, uh, as I expressed last week, there is a lot of uh, genealogy here of the sons of Noah. But I do want to point back out uh, in verse 5 of chapter 10, where it says, everyone according to his language. All right, so everything was, was being, uh, the, the, the people here that's making mention of in the genealogy were being separated according to their own languages. All right, now I wanted to point that out because at the beginning of, of chapter 11, we, we read that now the whole earth had one language and one speech. So I wanted to remind everyone that what we have going on in chapter, at the beginning part of chapter 11 basically explains to us uh, why they were dispersed uh, by their own language. And so pretty much if you look at, chap- at the beginning part of chapter 11, once we finish up there, uh, you can go you can look back through the genealogies and see you know, how they were dispersed. And now it doesn't tell us uh, uh, the exact languages, you know, from here to there. But, <clears throat> but we can see how the, they grouped together with their own languages uh, naturally because that's what they could understand uh, and, and separated from there. But... <clears throat> As we, so let us uh, uh, get to chapter 11 here. In chapter, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, go ahead. Verse 21 of chapter 10, all right, and the children were born to, and children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, Ebu. So Eber, is another name for Hebrews? Is that what you're saying? I appreciate that little bit of information there, Jim. All right. Well, verse 1 says, Now the whole, the whole earth had one language and one speech. We'd already spoke about that for a minute. So let's look at verse 2. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, which I think I'm saying that right. I don't know for sure. <coughs> And they dwelt there. All right. 
I wanted to stop here for a moment because as I was reading through some some different material as I try to do before you I stand before you so that I can have something a little bit more to say than just sitting here reading the the, the verses out of the Bible. I, apparently there's been uh, a lot of confusion uh, from people some and people try to come up with different ways of explaining the aspect of them coming from the east. And the reason why that is, and I, you know, I've honestly, I've never really looked into it too much as far as what it says there, as far as coming from the east. And I know this isn't extremely big, but, and Mike was kind enough to bring this back in and remind us of how far we've gone from... Uh, <laughs> But no, that, that's a, a great uh, book there as well. But from what I can understand here, and the reason why people will get confused here, is because, uh, and, and I'm not a, 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 I don't know what you'd call it, someone that studies you know, the, the land formations and where everything's at, so I just kind of have to trust people that, that build maps and all. But... Here is the mountain region of Ararat, which is where the um, the ark had rested. All right, and over here, just to kind of familiarize yourself with it, we've got um, the Mediterranean Sea here. We've got the Red Sea here. Right over here is basically where uh, the land of Canaan will be at. Um, so we have Mount Ararat here, and we talk about... Uh, the land of Shinar. Um, and I was trying to figure out whereabouts this is at. And from the best I can understand, and uh, you know, anyone that knows better can, can uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of people seem to think that the Babylonian area is where this is at. And so if you look at this, you got Babylonian area, and by the way, just kind of a little bit more information here as we get on down uh, to naming the actual town as far as the ten, uh, the, the play, Babel, in a sense. Um, it's also, from my understanding, is that a lot of people seem to think that it's Babylon, which is here. And so the reason why people seem to be confused by them traveling uh, from the east, is that what it's saying? I might be putting words in there journeyed from the east, uh, in verse 2, is because here we have basically the, uh, the ark where it had rested. And if you look, you're coming you know, south and west to get to Babylon. Now, just backing up a little bit, and the best I can figure out here is that, um, and, and I know I'd made mention on how the chapter 10 explains how they dispersed and things. But I find it interesting uh, in verses 9 and 10 of chapter 10 makes mention of a man by the name of, and this might not be the correct pronunciation of it, but uh, named Nimrod. Uh, And it says in in verse 10 that uh, his kingdom... In the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and then it throws out a few other towns there. 
but it was in the land of Shinar. Uh, so this might have been after the fact of what we have going on here, but, uh, but what I'm trying to get at, though, is that this, this guy Nimrod, from what I can understand, would be uh, the great-grandson of Noah, because it's, you have Noah, then you have Ham, and Ham's son, Cush, I think is how you say it, um, had a son, this, this person here, Nimrod. So, grandson of, or great, a great-grandson of Noah. So, I'll point that out because you don't know exactly the exact time frame here as far as how long uh, before <clears throat> we have this account here at the beginning of chapter 11. And a lot of people have confusion as far as them coming from the east, but it could be that they have already traveled from the Mount Ararat over into the uh, uh, western side of the country, I guess you can say, and then they're traveling eastward over to this area. Now, I hope I didn't confuse you too much, but I wanted to, to kind of show you those things because I've never really looked at the geological uh, uh, aspects of things until I was digging into this and found that out. So, is it about as clear as mud to you? <laughs> Any thoughts or comments or anybody know anything different as far as the towns and where they're located at? Now, in verse 3, we read, Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly, for they had brick for, brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. Now, I know in other translations, asphalt there, um, <clears throat> I, think, I think the NIV says uh, tar. Um, the King James Version, I think, says slime. And there's another one. The ESV was bit, bit, Bitmer, something to that effect. I, I can't remember right offhand. Um, but there was a few different things there. And, uh, but basically what we're looking at here is that they, is the building materials they used to build this, this tower uh, that they, they had made. Um, and one of the things that, that I was reading as well had made mention of the, because of the area that they're at, the lack of stone apparently would have been there, which once again, I don't know that for sure. I'm just taking, uh, this person's, um, word for it. And so they had tried to come up with another, uh, uh building material. And so they had came up with bricks, um, and baking, you're making them and baking them, and they had used uh, this other substance for mortar, which would be different than what Noah had used uh, in the sealing of the ark. So, all right. Well, one last thing before we get into verse 4 is that it seems to the point, or it seems pretty innocent up to this point as far as what they were doing. You know, they were, you know, let us, uh, you know, make some bricks and, 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 and have, you know, some type of mortar here. That, uh, my version says asphalt. 
and let us you know build something so so far as what we got here until we get to verse four and what they're going to build. And in verse four it says, and they said, "Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth." All right. It's a lot of information right here in this one verse. In verse 4, uh, first I wanted to read something uh, that I had. One of the, the things that I like to read uh, in, in trying to find information out and what other people might say about these verses is uh, from a commentary, uh, the the. The guy's name that wrote the commentary is James Kaufman. But he says in his commentary, uh, and once again, this is looking in this area as far as the Babylonians themselves, but says the Babylonians called such a tower a ziggurat, uh, an immense tower shaped like a pyramid rising in terraces and crowned with a temple which was regarded as an entrance to heaven. In the light of the nature and use of such towers as subsequently revealed, there can hardly be any doubt that paganism and idolatry were intimately associated with the tower mentioned in this passage. Despite the fact of there not being a word in the context concerning it. Many have discerned this. Uh, The construction of the Tower of Babel was actually the dethronement of God and establishment of paganism as their system of worship. I thought that was kind of interesting because when when they start talking about building a tower, I always kind of envision just a, a, a circular tower that just kind of went straight up and not any kind of substance to it, just a, a straight tower going up to where is what we have here and what they're referencing in, in as far as a ziggurat, which I had looked up different pictures and things as far as what a ziggurat was, and and like he said, made mention of, it's kind of shaped like a, a pyramid with different different forms to it, with uh, with almost like stair like substances going up to it, but at the very top was uh, uh, what he had made mention of as far as a um, a, a temple uh, that was regarded as an entrance to heaven. So. With that thought process, though, as far as what they were doing here, it kind of gives us more of an idea of what what might have been going on as far as the paganism worship, uh, taking God out of the equation and, and, and putting themselves up, which if you look at the verse, you'll see that they had a, a, a high view of themselves at least because it said, come let us build a, a, ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens, let us make a name for ourselves, lest we 
be scattered abroad over the face of the earth, of the whole earth. Now, one of the things that that I had uh, been taught uh, for some time was the the one of the sins that was being that had caused God to come down and do the things that He had done was because they weren't scattering across the face of the earth, as what was uh, as what He had made mention of uh, back a few chapter or so uh, before when they got off the ark said you know be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth but I'm not 100% sure if that's completely what all is going on here when you take into the effect of what's going on as far as uh, this the building of this ziggurat with a temple at the top as far as an in, you're regarding a, a entrance to heaven uh, which is Possibly why, who, why they make mention of whose top is in the heavens. Um, but as we think about this, as far as you know, them having this us uh, uh, aspect or looking at themselves as, as higher than anyone else, um, we need to also be reminded uh, that Paul spoke about this in Romans chapter 1. Because he had made, made mention of the aspect of how that the fall of man uh, begins with the changing of the, glo- the incorruptible glory of God into corruptible man. And we see this in Romans chapter 1, verses 22 and, verse, and 23, where Paul says, Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and the four-footed animals, and creeping things. Basically, starting at, at you're worshiping things as, as a corruptible man, an image of, of like a corruptible man, and continually spiraling down, going on into uh, the birds, and, and four-footed animals, and even down into creeping things. So, and this wasn't, by the way, Romans... Chapter 1 here wasn't specifically referencing back to this time period, but it shows us that when we start looking at ourselves higher than what we are, we start to continue to fall. and We start to go down that downward spiral in, in dethroning God. Any thoughts or comments up to this point? I feel like I'm preaching. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It very well could be that that's when they had, when the, Native Americans had, had come over. Uh, but as far as you know, this being the, or down towards uh, chapter, or verse 8 when it talks about them, or in verse 7 and 8 when it talks about them confusing the language or changing, you know, causing many languages upon them, um, and at that time changing their, their appearance or their nationalities. Um, I guess my thought on that is... Uh, a guy by the name of Brad Harib, who um, he studied uh, uh, science and on, he's a member of the church and does a, a number of great works as far as getting out and, and explaining many things that people will uh, will try to contradict as far as how everyone could have come from two people, as far as Adam and Eve. He goes into many different aspects as far as uh, 
the, the races and the blood types, and it seems like there was something else there, but I can't remember. But I remember listening to him one time, and he goes in and he talks about how that, you know, uh, how that all the, the races and how that all the blood types uh, could have come from two people uh, through genetics. And I'm nowhere near as, as the type of person he is, so I'm not even going to try to explain those things. But he throws up many different scientific ways on how it would have happened, um, how that, you know, and he even went into the aspect of how that, you know, Adam and Eve, uh, they, if that was the case and that's how that God had, had allowed this to happen, that they couldn't have been, you know, both extremely fair skin. They couldn't have been both, you know, white in a sense. And then at the same time, they couldn't have been both extremely dark skin. Uh, but yet it was some kind of a, a complex, you know, as far as something in between and the genetics and all played out to where we can have all the different colors and all the different races, uh, as well as the, the four different blood types and things. And like I said, I'm not going to get into all the, the, the things there, but I feel like that there might have been you know, all the different uh, uh, colors and things from the beginning, you know, at, whenever Adam and Eve started having children. And if he was able to do that out of two people, then out of eight, he definitely could have uh, made, you know, continued on the races and, and blood types and all. Yes, ma'am. That they've proven that everybody originated from three women. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't read that. That sounds, you know, if they can bring it all the way back to Noah's three daughter-in-laws, I guess you can say. Um, but going back before that, all the way down to Eve, I don't know. But any other thoughts or comments as far as that goes? Exactly, exactly. It, it, definitely men were trying to glorify themselves and, and whatever was going on with the with the tower, whether it had been an actual ziggurat that had a had a temple at the top that was showing the the start of um, of paganism, you know, whatever was going on here uh, was definitely men puffing themselves up and trying to to uh, be as a god themselves, and obviously God is not uh, uh, pleased with that, and therefore we have what we have going on here. But any other thoughts or comments before we continue on? Right, well, the, uh, and I didn't express it <coughs> it's, uh, a lot when I was talking about you know, the, the ziggurat aspect and the temple on top, but uh, one of the things I'd read, and I can't remember if I've read it from Kaufman or if it was some, somewhere else, when it talks about that, that the temple on top uh, of the ziggurat structure would have been uh, a place, and I can't remember the exact wording on how they had worded it, but something to the effect of uh, a place for the gods, you know, in general, your paganism gods, to rest upon while they were traveling from heaven to earth. Um, and could have been what was going on there as far as building to heaven. Did I hear a comment? Yes. Right. Anytime you leave the one God, uh, it's, it's never good. Yes, Steve. Paganism, uh, worshiping other gods uh, in, in not holding true to the one true God. 
Well, as we keep going, in verse 5, it says, uh, But the Lord came down to the city, and the tower, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. One interesting thing here that I, that I, that, that was pointed out in, in one of the books I was reading was, you know, here the people are talking about building this tower up into the heavens. And here we have God coming down, having God coming down to the, or, or coming down to see this tower. So ultimately, as he was, you know, up in, in heaven, he couldn't just see the tower. He had to come down to see the tower, showing that how small we really are, and no matter how big we think we might have done in, in, a, in putting something so high up into the heavens that God is still far above us. Uh, in verse 6, it says, And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they do, what they begin to do. Now, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. So in verse 6, if the aspect of, of the building of a, this, this tower or ziggurat or however you wanted to look at it, uh, if, if this was, was correct in what we're looking at, the motives and the purposes here are, are ultimately evil. It's what we have going on. And God had seen this evilness. And knowing that if he did nothing, then it would continue to become more and more corrupt. And so ultimately, what we have going on is that God coming down and seeing what the people have done uh, decided to put up a a defense to to try to uh, put a, a, to try to, to prevent the wickedness from getting even even deeper. Uh, verse 7 says, Come, let us go down and confuse uh, their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Uh, the interesting aspect here is the fact that it says, Come, let us go down, uh, showing uh, the Godhead uh as far as uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit uh, coming down to confuse the language. Going on through in verse 8, it says, So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the earth, and they ceased building the city. Uh, it goes on into verse 9, saying, Therefore the, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. So we have uh, the Godhead going down to to confuse the language, to uh, split them up, to scatter them across the earth. So in, a, in, in one aspect, you can see the aspect as far as uh, uh, them not scattering out and filling the earth is what God wanted them to do um, because 
in confusing their language, they did scatter and go over all the face of the earth. But there's more going on here, I believe, than what than just them congregating in one city and not spreading out. Uh, I feel like the the bigger uh, sin or the bigger aspect that they're trying to bring out here is the the thought of of, of man himself puffing himself up and and trying to put himself in God's place in a sense. Yes, Jeremy. And then I think Jim had something. Right, right. And, and it makes sense as well because he didn't destroy these people. He didn't kill them all off. He just spread them out. Um, and go ahead, Jim. What'd you? Where was the scattering and separation reversed as far as them? I appreciate that very much, Jim. I'll tell you, it's always good to have all you guys in here because y'all bring up some good aspects um but our time is up i'm just trying to jot down a note here about that so i can remember what he said but uh but i appreciate all y'all's comments and attention and we'll pick up um well sort of in verse 10 when we get next week thank you very much